Welcome to another week of Battle of the Brands. This week we are bringing it a little bit closer to home and we are discussing four powerhouses of the AFL. Um, the big four, so to speak, uh, of the AFL and in particular of the Melbourne clubs. We have the Carlton Blues, Collingwood Magpies, Essendon Bombers and Richmond Tigers. Look, these four teams are pretty much on par with each other in terms of a fan base and a popularity um, and apologies to the other supporters of other clubs within Melbourne. I know there are some notable teams there that could really have a case to be, you know, you know, within this group, especially over the last couple of years. But growing up, you know, I, I always heard this term, the big four clubs of Melbourne, and it, it was pretty, you could pretty much just see it wherever you were. There was always the majority of people um, talking footy, to be supporting these clubs, not to not to say the other clubs don't have big supporter bases as well. But yeah, look, these are the most prominent um, probably brands in, in the in the footy world, and arguably in terms of Australian sport, each one of these clubs may have a case to to kind of say or proclaim that they are the you know the most notable, popular, famous club in Australia. So you know, with that being said, they each have their own um again to put in marketing terms unique selling proposition um in terms of their their club culture has been able to lay the foundation for a brand identity and each four of these um clubs have a brand identity which they're obviously the marketing departments use to kind of you know sell tickets and um sell memberships and over time they have created four separate identities which which come from a, a long history of you know different errors, successful or failing errors, um, you know times of redemption, um, struggle, um, and it's all kind of built character for these four teams. And obviously they each have their um, respective champions and legends that have played for these teams, and that has also helped um, build the identity and the club culture of these clubs. So yeah, look, starting with with the Blues. Um, I found a, I found that obviously their Latin mottos. Uh, I don't want to really say try to pronounce the Latin, but Carlton have a a motto: a sound mind in a sound body, which which sounds very zen. But look, they they started in, in Brunswick. Oh, they started in obviously Carlton, but they started playing their first few games in Brunswick uh, Brunswick Street Oval way back in eighteen sixty four. So they've got a long history, and what's happened is that 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 logo, that emblem, has never really changed. That CFC emblem at that crest and it's translated into a, a prestigious um, kind of um, representation of the club and you know that navy blue just symbolizes a very important you know part of the city in, and part of of the game so Carlton whenever you see the navy blue and that CFC logo it's 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 like a heritage kind of symbol in footy so if I was to give three adjectives for the club culture, just, you know, subjectively, I'll choose heritage. Looking at, you know, the, the, the logo and what it means, knowing what it means being from Melbourne. It's a historic club, I would say very historic. Um, and cultured, obviously, with the community that they're involved in, you know, Carlton and Ligon Street, these areas. Very cultured kind of um, club, and, and they've maintained that throughout. So, you know, that's kind of built their identity in a way, and people, you know, looking for new clubs, looking to support an AFL team, you know, kind of fringe fringe supporters or, or new Australians looking to support a team may look at these characteristics and that may sway them to choose a, you know one of these teams over the other. 
Um, Collingwood, on the other hand, is a bit different, a bit of a different story. Their Latin motto is Prosper the Magpie. Obviously, the Magpie is, is, their, is their, um, uh, their logo, ma their mascot, so to speak. Um, but they, they have more of a modest beginning. Um, they, they grew in a pretty poor area of, of Melbourne, and they've grown to one of the biggest clubs in Australia, full stop. So that is a credit to everyone that's been involved with the team. Um, obviously, we see Eddie Maguire all over the place these days. You know, you know, notable characters like that um, that have kind of helped grow this team to the powerhouse it is, and the, the long line of, of champions that have played for the Collingwood Football Club. So their their fans are very loyal, uh, maybe maybe deemed biased sometimes or one eyed, um, but it, it's that has also helped build this whole maybe not stigma, but this whole. Um, there's always a saying, you either love them or hate them, and that um, it represents Collingwood to the T pretty much. So if I was to give three adjectives for Collingwood, it would be loyal, you know, grit. I, I believe that, you know, it's, it's pretty much still a, you know, a really blue-collared kind of club, even though supporters coming from all over the place in, in Melbourne and Australia, but just that their beginnings has, you know, represents that blue-collar kind of um, community and, and earnest, you know, they're, you know, conviction in other words. So they're very determined in their own, in their own right, in, in that kind of way. Um, going on to Essendon, Essendon's completely different again. So look, their identity has come from a long line of, I would like to say privileged beginnings. Um, you know, the history of them, they're one of the first teams, but also they came from a, one of the, you know, first successful teams too. Um, they won some early premierships, but they came from a very wealthy family, a hotel owning family, or, or you know, someone really prestigious in um, in Melbourne. And they obviously came out of the the northwestern parts of Melbourne. Um, but yeah, they, they their their model their motto is gently in manner, resolutely in execution. <laughs> so that kind of um, gives you the idea. They're very particular and they're very noble um kind of people so i would i'll kind of give three adjectives for essendon nobility respected and resolute so that also you know another way of saying determined pretty much but in again in their own right that's true to their character uh, moving on to richmond i couldn't find a latin phrase for them not an official one anyway so if you do know what it is um you know leave a comment and and yeah i could tweet about it or something but I couldn't find a motto so let's just go with eat, eat them alive that has come up a lot in the last few years especially as they've been winning premierships um it's they had more of a slow build in terms of creating a fan base um and you know over the history they have they've had certain times of struggling but their fans have been passionate as well and, and stayed with them um through those hard times and they were able to get a hold of the MCG back in the 50s as their home ground which you know we all know what's you know the MCG's Pretty much the mecca of, of stadiums in Australia, uh, one of the best stadiums in the world. So they've had that as their home ground for a very long time, even before these other big clubs, like the other three mentioned, started playing there regularly. So that that helped Richmond become very very popular, and um, it's almost like they're the centre of the AFL in in a way. I know Melbourne play as well there, but I've always kind of played there. But Richmond is is a bit different because they they probably have a bit of a bigger supporter base, a little bit more success, and, um, you know, they're, they're right in the middle of Melbourne. So, if I was to give three adjectives for Richmond, I'll, I'll use renowned, persevering through some of their hard times, and tenacious. So, they've they got a firm hold on, on what they kind of believe in, and we saw that with their supporters over the years of 
coming ninth and now they've got the premiership. So now, you know, we, we kind of saw that from an outsider point of view. We saw their fans kind of um, struggling a little bit, but then you could tell their fans were always there with them. So it, all of these teams have fans like that in their own way. That's that's the the great thing about them, about each of these four teams. Um, so that they all have a case to be number one top dog in, in that regard. You know, they all have different um, strengths and different elements about them, about their culture and about their identity. Um, but, you know, it, it's hard to pick a team these days for um, for new Australians or fringe, you know, to use that term again, fringe um, supporters, which, you know, kind of just starting to get into footy a little bit. Because um, for a long time, it's obviously been generational in, in the sense that you support a team because your father or your grandfather supported them or maybe you knew someone in your family that played for one of these clubs and or you know one of your mates or cousins or whatnot and and you kind of adopt that team and then from a young age it builds but now it's a bit different there's no more there isn't much of a zonal um uh zonal element to it either back in the day you know if you're from this area when Melbourne was very condensed now it's spread out a bit you know you're from one area and if it was a team there representing that community uh, like Hawthorne, you'd support Hawthorne um, and, and Western Bulldogs in, in terms of Footscray and, you know, that sort of thing. But now it's a bit different. Now Geelong kind of still have that because it's, you know, still out of Melbourne. But the other teams, you know, people moving around a lot, it's, you know, you get Collingwood supporters in the southeast and in the west. And then you get Essen supporters living, you know, in, in Kew or something like that. So um, it, it's, it's a bit different. That doesn't really apply much these days. So... New supporters probably look at other things like maybe they they understand they like to look at the history of the clubs and, and make a decision based on that. So that's where this this whole marketing aspect comes into play a little bit and how the club tells its story to these sort of people. Um, success is obviously always going to be a short term factor. You know, some are growing up Essendon were doing really well, so there's a lot of Essendon fans at a young age as well. Um, and then Collingwood started doing well, so the Collingwood fans became more loud. And then obviously now Richmond, we're seeing a lot of Richmond supporters. So success has a has um you know a bit of an impact. Um, and also player ambassadors. So maybe there's some certain players that act as role models, and that can really encourage someone to support the team. Um, and, and the community factor, which teams are doing well, and giving back to the community. AF, the AFL as a whole is is kind of pushing each team to do that and they're each doing that really well so that can impact someone to support a team that you know don't really have a team to begin with um yes and there's other factors like you see what um, Bashuli has done for the middle eastern community um for richmond obviously and players like uh, mason cox for collingwood in america you know the game is getting exposure because of him pretty much and ireland ireland have, have had that impact as well with the irish players so these sort of things come into play. Obviously, Carlton have that, you know, that Ligon Street Italian um, factor too. Um, so it's it's very hard um, to dis um, you know, to distinguish the teams is very easy, but to kind of put one of these four teams in particular over the other in in terms of a brand is very hard to do because they're each so strong in their own way, and it's hard to explain to someone not from Melbourne or Australia what the environment, what the market is like for footy teams in Melbourne because. Most teams all over the world, it's kind of like a one city, one state team. Um, every now and again, there's obviously two teams in, in the state or in the city, but Melbourne is different. Melbourne has a lot of teams in, a, in one area. So I'll probably, the best way I could kind of um, liken it to, to another environment 
for another sport is probably the EPL and the team's based in London. So we've got the EPL and we've got teams in Manchester and Liverpool and, you know, Southampton and Newcastle, all these sort of places. But then you really got all these teams in London, you know, a very dense area, populated area with, you know, some really high profile teams, but then you've got other smaller teams, but they're all in London. And even though they are geographically placed, um, you got you, you get supporters supporting teams from other communities like you know if you live in in South London you might support Chelsea um, that play in the West and if you live in East London you know they might support Arsenal or, or a team from North London or something like this and that's kind of like what's happening in Melbourne now but that's just how it goes but it's as first established based on where you are from but there's still a lot of teams in these really condensed areas so that's that's where I would kind of compare the two London um, English Premier League teams to, to Melbourne AFL teams if I was to try to you know do that anyway so it, it's really hard to to try to put um, one over the other like I said and I don't know I don't know I think I feel like the AFL have a vision to try to make all 18 clubs on par with each other in terms of a branding identity and a fan base that's the dream I believe and the way the AFL is naturally um, set out is that you know teams come you know it's like the clock metaphor now you feel teams you know start to do really well and then their players get a bit older and the young ones come through and they start doing worse and they come good again um, so teams like Carlton Nesset and might, might obviously do really well in the next few years and then their supporters might they might get some more supporters and then Richmond and Collingwood might do not as well as what they're doing now and you know vice versa and other teams will come up so AFL I really think are trying to get all 18 teams on par obviously that's very hard to do right now because some of the teams i.e these four and and you know others in Melbourne are obviously so much more supported but you know we see um you know some good signs in terms of a, of a brand identity and a club culture improving over the last decade or a bit we can see with sydney the sydney swans and the brisbane lions obviously they've got their melbourne ties but these teams are very um have very passionate um fan bases right now you can tell and that's definitely grown you know, living in melbourne and seeing their teams grow over, over the last couple of decades you can see how their fans have become more loyal i've never been to one of the interstate games i've seen them in melbourne but yeah, you can see on tv that their, their fans are very passionate compared to what they used to be and obviously Perth and Adelaide have their two teams but they're they're footy states, footy cities um, but having two teams in each state actually now with Gold Coast and Western Sydney it's very good for the for the league to create that competitive nature within their own market so that's good so they're trying to kind of build these other teams and keeping everything autonomous in, in kind of on level on par with each other but these four teams are just clearly They've got the history to, to kind of set them apart from the others. So that's why I thought it would be a very good idea to do a, you know, a bit of an episode on them. Um, but what, one idea that I have actually just on pure bragging rights, something the AFL can implement is that we see the AFL like to give, you know, like to give trophies out, you know, every, every time Collingwood play, you know, North Melbourne, they, there's a trophy, McCarthy, um, have a tro uh, to play McCarthy. There's a trophy named after him and, you know, you got some really good um, initiatives too, like the, the Peter Mac Cup, Carlton and, and Collingwood. But I think what they could do is they could get all four of these teams and at the end of the home and away season, just for bragging rights, maybe an unofficial trophy or, or something like that, you know, kind of tally up the head-to-head -head records and kind of like their own little mini table based on just those teams competing against each other and kind of see which team did the best out of those four teams. And that kind of give um, that team a competitive, um, a, a, some bragging rights over the other three. Um, 
and that may not necessarily be which team finishes higher. Um, in, in the MLS and the Soccer League in America, they have, you know, something like this called the Cascadia Cup, I believe. So it's got Vancouver, Seattle and Portland. They play all the other teams, but at the end of the season, they kind of tally up in terms of its own mini group, just those three teams and how they did against each other. And the team with like the most points, you know, head-to-head -head record um, amongst the three teams gets the Cascadia Cup. So... Like I said, um, with these four teams being so big, if, if one of them isn't really doing well and all kind of all four teams are not, you know, in the top eight, at least that's something to keep the fans in, you know, involved in. That's just my idea that I've kind of always had. So let me know if you think it's a good idea or, you know, if you have your own. But I really think that the AFL, you know, despite what I said about them, you know, wanting to, you know, build the other teams to get on these four teams level in terms of a brand identity and and that sort of stuff. I really think that it's pivotal that the AFL has one of these four teams, you know, in the top four, or least gunning for a premiership. Um, you know, now we have Richmond and Collingwood. You know, it would be very hard for the AFL to kind of um, maintain its position. Uh, it's, it's always going to be probably the biggest um, sporting league uh, code in Australia, but it's, it's going to be very hard to maintain that if all four of these teams aren't doing well for a very long, sustainable period of time. So that's just my own thought on all that um so yeah look these four teams definitely um above and beyond the, the other ones at this stage in, in my eyes anyway let me know if, if you if you think one another team like Hawthorne or Geelong um ha, has a right to be in within you know yeah in amongst with these other teams and and why you think that is and I know a lot of people have their own bias you know because they support one of these clubs but truthfully which club really has the best brand which team really has the best identity you know not necessarily which team has the, has the most fans, but which team has just is the best club to support objectively, looking at objectively in terms of Australia. If you have to tell um, somebody from overseas, explain to them the game, and they ask you who was the Manchester United, who was the LA Lakers of, of the AFL, who would you say? Who's that? Who's the team that's probably, you know, number one in terms of these four teams, you know, in that state, no matter how they're doing? So, yeah, look, leave a comment. Um, if you have your own thoughts and, you know, A4 finals is, 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 is going on at the moment. Let's hope that it, it's, it stays very competitive. Last week we saw really two really close games. Um, that's good for the league. But yeah, let, let us know what you think in terms of this video and who has the best brand. Um, yes, maybe we'll make a podcast about it because this is a, a topic you can really talk about for a very long um, period of time. There's a lot of different components that goes into building a brand, especially when we have these teams that have been around for so long. And, you know, the marketing departments, like I said earlier, can really, um, you know, have a deep dive every now and then into the history of the club and, and build new campaigns based on, on those factors. So that's just um, my two cents um, based on, on the AFL season. So I want to do a video on the AFL season before it ended. Um, so, yeah, um, tell me what you think. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the finals. And, yes, have a good week.